Um, okay, what's this about? Hello, women's hockey fans. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Founding Forward podcast. I'm your host, Erica Ayala. Now, this bonus episode, a little bit different. Usually, we do bonus episodes, and it's because they're focused on women's hockey outside of the NWHL. This is still mostly an NWHL-centric podcast, at least our regular episodes. However, this bonus episode is the first installment of a series called The Original Eight. Yes, for the original eight players as members of the National Women's Hockey League. Each of these players is a founding member of the NWHL, and some of them still play for the team that they played for in the inaugural season, which also makes them founding members of their respective team. So those players who are founding members of the league and of their team are as follows. Shannon Doyle and Jordan Brickner, of the Connecticut Whale, Madison Packer and Kira Dostal Arena for the Riveters, originally the New York Riveters, now known as the Metropolitan Riveters, Jillian Dempsey for the Boston Pride. Those are your players that have played on the same team. Those are the five players, five of the eight, that have played on the same team for the last five years. That's a great musical, and I also enjoyed the movie version of the musical but we're not talking about the last five years but you should go check that out really good stuff anyway back to women's hockey so those are the five players that have been with the same franchise for the last five years then you also have rounding out the original eight kareen Bowie who won an Isabel Cup alongside Jillian Dempsey with the Boston Pride then she turned around and beat Jillian Dempsey alongside the Buffalo Buttes to win her second consecutive Isabel Cup. She's only one of two players in the league to win back-to-back Isabel Cups, and both players have done that um, with two different teams. So Kareen Bowie and then Harrison Brown, one with Bowie and then one with the Riveters, he did. Uh, Okay, anyway, enough trivia. So you've got Kareen Bowie, then you also have... um, Kaylee Fratkin. Now, Kaylee Fratkin has is one of the OGs that has played with the most teams, but it seems that she's put a pause on her traveling days and is sticking it out with the Boston Pride. Now, Kaylee Fratkin originally was, is a founding member and an inaugural season member of the Connecticut Whale. She then played with the Riveters and, as I said, has stuck it out with the Boston Pride, looking to perhaps get the Boston Pride another Isabel Cup championship in season five. We'll see, to be determined. And then we have Elena Orlando. Elena Orlando originally played with the with the Riveters. Elena Orlando originally played with the New York Riveters, so alongside Madison Packer and alongside Kira Dostal Arena in season one. But from season two through five, she's been with the Connecticut Whale, holding down the blue line with Jordan Brickner and Shannon Doyle. So with those three players as founding members of the league, but that have transitioned to new teams, that rounds out the original eight. On this first episode, and for those of you who are part of the Patreon posse, you would have heard this episode already. We're going to hear from Kira Dostal Arena. 
She's going to talk about the last five years and perhaps the next five years of the NWHL. Always fun to talk with Kira. So without further ado, here is the interview. Um, okay, what's this about? This is going to be about you're one of eight players that have been in the league since the beginning. But I'm going to switch it up because I know I've talked to you about this before. Uh huh. I'm going to ask you to talk about some of the other five-timers, but you can't talk about anyone that's been your teammate. Kira Dostal, we're here in New York City. You just finished... <laughs> Woo! Just finished a, a clinic out in the elements. How did that go? It was for rigid, and my toe warmers did not work, and my toes were ice blocks, but otherwise, it's a blast playing hockey. Kids were having a good time, played a bunch of games. It was fun. And now we're inside, so hopefully you'll thaw out before practice. Yeah, I already feel better. <laughs> Excellent. So today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about you being one of eight players in the league that has been with the league since the beginning. You are also one of a handful of those players that has been with the same franchise since the beginning. So first, we'll just get general thoughts when you hear that, when you reflect on your time with the NWHL and with the Riveters. What are some of the things that stand out? Like, memories? Yeah, whatever, whatever like, comes to the front of your mind. You can keep it positive if you want. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely keep it positive. I mean... <laughs> All my memories are completely positive. Good, good it's memories. one of my the most favorite things I've done in my life is be a part of this league. Um, memories with just teammates in the locker room. I'm so grateful for the friends I've made. I've made some of my best friends in five years, very unexpectedly, I would say. Um, and just all of the things like this, like these clinics that we get to be a part of, that's one of the drivers for me to keep being involved in it is it's the thing I love the most, the sport, um, but it also keeps you connected to these physical events that help grow the game and get kids excited, and that's one of my favorite parts about it. I think those are the memories that stand out the most are just everyday times in the locker room with your buddies, outdoor events, events with kids. Um, winning the Asbel Cup championship was a big highlight. Yeah. yeah that works, that works. Going to Japan. Forgot about that. I don't know. I could go anywhere with this answer. I mean, I love it. I'm here. I'm, I'm just open-ended. We can talk for days. But I like, I like that Japan trip. Let's stay there. Because that was something that, I mean, the league was brand new. Uh, the team... You know, not not everyone had been playing together at any level, whether I was college or even in like a rec league or something like that. And then I guess it was at the end of the 2015 part of the year, or was it 2016 that you guys went? It was 2015. 2015. So right. So at the end of like that first part of the season, you get to travel to Japan together to play hockey against the national team, well the Japanese national team. What? Like, what do you remember when you were, like, told, like, hey, Riveters, you're going to go to Japan? Like, what, what was your first memory of, of what your reaction was? Do you know the feeling when, like, 
you really, you're about to get a test back, and then you realize you got a 101%, or when you've been waiting to hear back from like a job and you realize you got it, it was that level of excitement. It was like, it was as if the email message was highlighted and it was just the most exciting thing here. I love traveling, um, and to do it through hockey is so special, and to do it through Team Japan, who's hosting us like we're royalty, is you really get a feel for the culture in a way that you wouldn't as a tourist, so it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to actually flash forward a little bit, because I saw that one of your former teammates, Nana Fujimoto, actually sent some sake over for the Riveters after you guys won the cup. Did that ever make it to the team? Not that I recall. Maybe, but it was not well communicated then. <laughs> All right. We have to get, you know, follow the sake. There is a post. There is an official I mean, post. My memory is also terrible, so <laughs> I also tend to be out of the loop all the time. So who knows? It All right. We'll have to follow up on that. We'll, we'll have to follow up on that. All right. But, um, you know, that was a Riveters team. I think, you know, that was definitely struggling. I don't even know if you had half of your wins that you get for the season by that time at that in that season but um it seemed like that trip definitely was a turning point for that team and that there are some memories that uh that were able to be made there including i believe there was a group of of, of people that got lost were you in that group that got lost no <laughs> i don't think so we didn't get lost i remember the people i remember the drama oh you know the, i know I don't think... You didn't, I can't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> People got lost. It could have been People me. People got lost, but they got back. Yeah, it was definitely a bonding. You know, honestly, some of my clearest memories are of the plane rides. It was, like, so fun. We just took over the back of a plane for 10 hours and really bonded. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. I think what was also interesting about that series, if I'm not mistaken, is that Danny Ryland hit the ice with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true fact. <laughs> What was she looking like out there? Do you remember? She could have been on our team, for sure. She looked like a riveter. Actually, I very clearly remember Chad coming into the locker room, screaming at us, and saying the only person working hard was Danny. <laughs> she was showing us up. So. Oh, wow. Had to kind of... Yeah, she, yeah. she was tough. Yeah. In that first season, Haley Moore, I think, or was that season two, also hit the ice. So there's like a string of, yeah, executives hitting the ice in, in, uh, in the end up. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Shelly this year. I'm saying, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. In the NWSL, you had one of their coaches. They were like, we have too many injuries. We've got to pull you on, uh, onto the field. She's like, you know I've retired, right? They are like, nope, you got to do it. This is good. So, Plant the seed and Captain Picard comes back. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right, as I promise, I'll get you out of here on this. I want you to also think about some of the other pioneers that have been in this league that you've competed against. So you have Elena Orlando, you competed with in season one. Kaylee Fratkin, Fratty was with the Riveters in season two, and of course you were with Madison Packer all five years. But when you think of Jillian Dempsey, who's been with the Boston Pride the whole way. Kareen Bowie started with Boston and then has really been able to make a mark for herself with the Buffalo Buttes. And then you've got Shannon Doyle and Jordan Brickner, who've been with the Whale. Uh, what, what have those players meant for this league, and, and what is it like to face up against them on the ice? 
Yeah, so all four of those players and, and everyone, I think, whether I played with them or not, are some of the players I respect the most over the past five years. I'm not just talking about this season. Like, thinking about who they are as people and competitors are some of the strongest I've ever played against in my life. Not only this league. Um, I know a couple of them a little more personally and just great people on and off the ice. And for me, it was really exciting to see those names re-sign this year. I thought... Uh, I thought it was such a big moment and for them as leaders and also for the league to get that kind of quality hockey player in person. I knew the league was going to be fine when I saw that. Um, probably shouldn't be saying that, but you know what I mean. I knew I knew the league was going to be strong um, again in season five. Um, and then as competitors on the ice, I mean, we have a... I think we all have a special little bond now. It's like mutual respect, at least for me. I respect them, and they're all great players. Yeah. I actually want to expound upon that a little bit because I think there's two there's two things I want to talk to you a little bit about. One is just longevity. I mean, the NWHL, in comparison to a lot of other professional leagues, hasn't necessarily been around for a long time. But actually, on the women's side of things, five years is, is pretty good, especially for, for one league to be constant for five years. What do you think um, you wish people knew, fans, other players that are rookies this year, about what it takes to kind of stick with something for five full seasons? Definitely takes a lot of mental uh, energy, I would say, to gear up again for another year. It's one thing to do it for one season, six months, but to continuously train and focus on it year after year and hold down a full-time job and, you know, have flights canceled when you have to get to work and take your vacation days for hockey and... Um, you know, it takes a lot of sacrifice and mental energy, I think, but I've always said this, that it's it's nothing we're not used to as hockey players. We've done this since we were five. We've made sacrifices socially and time-wise and sleep-wise, and we've always had to balance. Um, so in that way, it's kind of it's the same as it's been, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's tough to do year over year, but it's still fun. So, And the other part of that that I'm curious to hear your thoughts on is that between season four and season five, and probably in a different way, but in between season two and season three, there were some really tough times. Season two to season three, you had, one, you were going into an Olympic year in season three, but you also were coming from the salary cuts and things changing for the league. And then again, we saw that the landscape of women's hockey changed a lot this past offseason going into season five. So similar question, um, what would you like people to kind of understand um, and, and, and what, what are pieces of the conversation that you'd really like to highlight and illuminate when it comes to overcoming those and still sticking it out and still showing up and doing all the things you just said that it takes to be a five-timer. 
Yeah, I think some of those harder times um, really make you kind of think about why you're doing this. Is it for yourself or is it for something bigger? Like for the salary cuts, for example. That was awful news for everyone in the room. For some people, it was, you know, it was a really big deal. But I'll never forget that day. We we talked about it, and we all put our stuff on and went out and played. Because at the end of the day, everyone who's in this league and who continues to be in the league wants to grow the game, wants this to succeed, wants to see that women's sports is a feasible business and obviously we're going to hit bumps of course we are this can't possibly be perfect it takes a ton of work to get something like this up and running and then sustain it so um i guess when the challenges come it's not a surprise but it's more reason to you know dig your heels in deeper and commit to what you want to see happen so for me that was the same this year um the landscape is totally different and it forces you to think about well you know what do I believe is the right thing to do and what do I believe is the best way to develop women's sports and I believe it's to stand behind the women who are building this and um like blood, sweat, and tears to build it from the ground up as women. And, you know, um, I think we work really hard for what we get. And that's the way I think it should be done. Um, and I also, like, personally, I don't mind the sacrifice of balancing a full-time job and playing hockey. I think it's sort of a blessing at this time in the, in the game's um, where the game's at because I don't see how we're going to jump from nothing to salaries that compete with other careers and so then people, if people are forced to choose, even if we got there, you know I think it's a blessing that I get to do both right now, I get to pursue a career and I get to help build this um, yeah you keep, like, inspiring me to just ask more things. I always love talking to you. You're great. You're great. But, um... Oh, stop. I love talking about this subject, too. This is great. Big this passion is great. of mine. Especially I... in the more the hardships come or the more obstacles that come our way, I feel like the more passion people get about it. They either want to turn the other way and get off or they get more and more passionate about it and that's that's where I'm at I get more energy behind it so with that if you allow yourself to look five years into the future and someone were to sit and ask you a similar series of questions about the NWHL what do you hope people can say about where the league is uh, as far as just its own growth where it is regionally, if it's been able to expand, and, you know, where you see yourself fitting into that. Um. Yeah, um, so five years, I think. I think the only thing, what I hope is that it continues to see growth and that in they ha continue to have the wins that they've had year after year. 
Um, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure they'll also be facing huge obstacles, but I would hope that there's just a steady increase, a steady building upon the year before. And if there's that, then that would be successful to me. Um, I've told Danny and Haley this a million times. I want to be a part of this however I can. Um, so depending on how the league develops and where it is, I'd be, I'd be happy doing it, just being involved with this in one way or another. I always want to be a, a part of it. I feel like, especially for the people who have been there since the beginning, it's like a little family, you know? We've all got each other's backs. Want to once again thank Kira Dostal Arena for sitting down for that interview. That was uh, right after she got off of the ice at the at the Riveters December outdoor practice, which was right before their outdoor game. Actually, Kira was not at that game, um, but we had another OG from the Riveters, Ashley Stretch Johnston was there in Buffalo for a PTO and originally and then eventually I should say signed for the season anyway Kira and the Riveters Kira Stretch and the Riveters will be back in action this coming weekend as they travel out to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Whitecaps in the semifinals of the Isabel Cup playoffs 2020 edition As always, thank you for listening to the Founding Four podcast and anything else we put out at Sports Talk with ELA. Thank you to the Patreon posse who keeps everything moving and grooving. And for those that listen, like, share, we appreciate it. Now we're looking for the ratings and the reviews, folks. Really take the Founding Four podcast to the next level. So be on the lookout for a regular episode where we're going over the regular season. We have award season coming up. I'll give you my ballot and how I voted for the end of season awards. We have a few foundation award winners and stuff like that. Three stars of the season as voted by the fans. We'll go over that. And then we'll go over the the previews of the Isabel Cup playoffs, including the play-in game between the Buffalo Buttes and the Connecticut Whale. Buttes have never found themselves in this position. They've always made the playoffs and I guess technically they did again this year, but will they make the semifinals? They've always made the semifinals. Since we have the Whitecaps now, we have a play-in game. Will they be able to advance? Only time will tell. So we'll review all of that. But until next time, folks, thanks for listening to the Founding Four Pod, and I'll catch you soon.